0: The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Our weekday podcast is brought to you by ComBank, committed to being a better bank. Find out more at combank.com.au forward slash better. Good
1: morning, I'm Claire Kimball.
0: And I'm Kate Watson. It's Wednesday, the 6th of November. In your Squeeze today, the US says goodbye to the Paris Agreement, our Aussie women's soccer team's big pay deal, 40 hours work in four days, and a reason to get running. This is your Squeeze Today. Starting in the US with Donald Trump formally writing to the United Nations, Claire, to begin the process of withdrawing from the Paris Climate Agreement.
1: US President Donald Trump signalled back in 2015 that he wasn't a supporter of the deal and it was one of the first things that he did when he became US President to say that the US would pull out of that agreement. The earliest they could do that was yesterday and that 12-month process starts now.
0: The US is the world's second largest emitter after China, but Trump says that the deal is an unfair economic burden.
1: And he said that about a number of international deals, the Paris Climate Agreement being one of them. Uh, Mike Pompeo, the Secretary of State yesterday, said that the US is a world leader in reducing emissions, uh, that it wanted to take a market-based approach to that and that it will continue down that path. It's interesting that all of this has come as a massive new report was released last night. 11,000 scientists have endorsed a report saying that despite all of that activity, even with the Paris Agreement and other things, that we're heading towards a climate emergency.
0: And if you want to understand climate change without the opinion and the agenda, our squiz shortcuts on the topic will take you through the basics, including the targets of the Paris Climate Agreement. Lots of excitement yesterday about a new pay deal for Australia's female soccer team, the Matildas. It's been called groundbreaking. It's expected that the women's team and the men's team will share commercial revenue and prize money evenly. But it hasn't yet been announced, Claire, so we don't know the full details.
1: Even without the details, there's others that said there's Equity and then there's equity. So you really have to wait and see the detail that these deals are really quite complex and how commercial revenue uh, and prize money and all sorts of things come together. What equality will be remains to be seen. Uh, There's an expectation that that deal could be announced today, but certainly before Saturday when the Matildas take on Chile in a friendly match.
0: In Sydney, that is. And forget the Melbourne Cup. If you put your money on interest rates not moving yesterday, you would have been a winner.
1: And they remain at that record low level of 0.75%. That doesn't mean that the Reserve Bank isn't concerned about how things are going. It certainly is. Uh, There's issues around how much we're spending and consumer confidence. Uh, We really need to put the foot down on the pedal of that to get the economy revving. Uh, But there's a lot of things that remain to be seen on that equation, particularly how those tax cuts might flow through. So the Reserve Bank has just pulled its punch a little bit.
0: We've been encouraging people to get to the shops, Claire, but this doesn't seem to be working.
1: I know, there's only (laughs) so much we can do. I mean...
0: Yesterday we were talking about McDonald's CEO and president stepping down. Now another high-level resignation.
1: Yes, its chief people officer, which in the old parlance is the head of HR, uh, David Fairhurst. He's resigned uh, effective immediately. No reason was given for his departure. Lots of speculation about what that might mean.
0: Mm, we, we don't know. We have no insight into that, do we?
1: Indeed we do not.
0: Microsoft in Japan has trialled a 40-hour Four day work week in August at full pay. Lo and behold, it seems to have increased productivity.
1: Yeah, sales went up by nearly 40%. Uh, what they also did to make that work week uh, a bit more productive was to do things like restrict meeting times to a maximum of 30 minutes, which I think is oh. just the best innovation ever.
0: Amazing. Facebook has rebranded, unveiling a new logo. It still says Facebook, but it's in all caps
1: in all caps. So that seems to take a leaf from President Donald Trump's book that when you're in a spot of bother, just go for the all caps, it seems to cut through. It is for their corporate entity. You won't see that on your platform when you open that up to get into your Facebook account.
0: And a review of studies on running that cover a sample size of 230,000 people, so not an insignificant amount, has found that running even 50 minutes a week can have very positive health benefits.
1: Yeah, really positive benefits on things like heart health, uh, on cancers, uh, on all sorts of things. And they say it doesn't mean that you have to run a marathon every week. Just getting out and about for that short 50 minutes is enough to have a really positive impact.
0: And good news for those of us who find running not that enjoyable. It doesn't matter how fast you run. (laughs) Slow, fast. It
1: doesn't. You can just do what I do, which is the Cliff Young shuffle and it's all good, apparently.
0: (laughs) There you go, getting that heart rate up. That's all it's about. A message now from our podcast partner at the Squeeze ComBank. This week, an exciting Australia First program, the School's Cyber Security Challenges, launches in New South Wales. The initiative is supported by ComBank and provides high school teachers across Australia with online resources to assist the teaching of cyber security. We sat down with Martha McKean, who leads Commonwealth Bank's Cyber Skills Development Program. Stay listening at the end of the podcast for that interview where she talks about challenges and why she hopes more kids will consider jobs in cybersecurity. Claire, the Melbourne Cup is done and dusted for another year. The winner was Aussie trainer Danny O'Brien and his horse, Vow and Declare, ridden by Craig Williams. As far as those punters who went each way, though, bit of a wait to find out second and third place.
1: There was a protest about those positions. Uh, it was a pretty rough sprint to the line with um, not just second and third, but also Vow and Declare having a, a pretty bumpy run right to the finish line.
0: And the horse that came in second place wasn't in fact awarded second pace, it was relegated down to fourth. So some people may have been very excited about the result and then not so excited or vice versa.
1: It's great also that there's a number of owners involved with Vow and Declare, particularly a couple from Gimpy, one including the local high school principal, the Gympie Connections actually locked away their bets a year ago at 500 to 1. Wow. So they had a fantastic day yesterday. What a day.
0: Um, my take out of the day, Claire, was the fact that when it comes to fashion, socks are well and truly out.
1: Yeah, if you're a bloke, you don't get to wear socks. Um, sorry about <laughs> that. And sweaty feet are in, so that's awesome. <laughs> no, no,
0: don't overthink
1: it. <laughs> uh, lots of one-shoulder frocks. Uh, and despite the rules hmm. uh, of the VRC, uh, lots of cut-out midriffs as well.
0: Yeah, link to a big gallery of fashion via the Squeeze Today email. What's the email subject, today.
1: Song I've gone for is Jason Derulo's I'm Riding Solo. That's because Emma Watson, the actress, uh, she's got a big interview in British Vogue. Uh, She was asked about being single and she says she's not single. She's self-partnered.
0: Right. So that's the new word.
1: Yeah. Kind of harks back to Gwyneth Paltrow's consciously uncoupled. But look, that's what Emma says she is, so good for her. Good
0: for her. The really exciting part is that she's doing that interview with British Vogue as part of promotion for her role in the latest adaptation of Little Women. That's out this Christmas. There'll be a lot of people excited about that, I'm sure. You've, you're have you absolutely counting the
1: sleeps to that one, aren't yeah. you?
0: Yeah, I am looking forward to that one. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Squiz Today podcast. We can't say how grateful we are to have you all listening each day. We probably don't say it enough. Also, to those who have spread the word about the podcast, we know you've been telling your family, friends, colleagues, it's the number one way that we grow. We so appreciate it. Enjoy your Wednesday and we'll chat to you tomorrow. Martha, you're here today to talk about the cyber security Challenges, which is a program designed to provide high school teachers with resources to assist the teaching
2: of cyber security. Tell us about the initiative and ComBank's role in supporting it. Of course. Um, so the school cybersecurity challenges is actually an Australian first program that teaches students about core cybersecurity skills and also exposes them to real people working in the sector. The program also focuses on empowering teachers in Australia to feel confident about bringing these skills and competencies into their classrooms. Plenty of teachers
0: listening to this, I'm sure. Martha, you just described to me before we started the interview on how you were part of designing
2: the initiative. Can you tell us how you put it all together? Sure thing. Um, so Combank was actually one of several industry partners in the financial services and technology sectors to actually come on board and help co-design this program. Um, We've also got uh, the Australian Cybersecurity Growth Centre, AusCyber, on board. So we really have this amazing sort of group of really passionate people working together to actually um, work out what we're going to teach the students, how we're going to align that content back to curriculum, which is a really important step. Um, And we actually have the Australian Computing Academy from the University of Sydney, who are curriculum experts in Australia, helping us to sort of break down these quite, at times, complex technical um, skills and dispositions into content that can be easily adapted in a school setting.
0: The challenges also aim to inspire students to consider career opportunities in the cybersecurity space. As someone who works in the field, what's your pitch to kids considering this is a career option?
2: Having a career in cybersecurity, which, by the way, can mean lots and lots of different things. We've got, um, you know, roles that are highly technical, um, but we also have Non technical roles, business roles, communication roles. Um, And so we really need a whole bunch of different people to tackle the really complex challenges that we face every day. Um, But no matter what sector, no matter what role you're actually working in in cybersecurity, the bottom line is that you are working to protect people, to protect communities. Um, And so that's something that I really like to convey to students. So, Martha, I guess there's sort of this typical stereotype we have in
0: mind of people who work in cybersecurity, blokes tapping away at a computer coding, whatever it might be, it's really not actually, what the only job option is?
2: Absolutely. So, um, you know, we definitely in cybersecurity face technical challenges. We have to solve technical problems. There's no doubt about that. But we also have to consider the human element of cybersecurity and the human element or the human vulnerabilities that exist when it comes to cyber crime. Um, And so really what that means is that um, we need to move away from that, from some of those stereotypes. And we have to really embrace um, a more diverse work force in cybersecurity. And, you know, some of the roles that we're looking for um, outside of the very technical sort of technical specialist roles, really, we're looking for people who can communicate people who can translate very technical concepts into concepts that can be um, made useful by the general public, by um, senior leadership boards, that kind of stuff, as well as, uh, you know, people who know how to run a business. Cybersecurity at the end of the day is also an end to end business. And so we also need people who understand how to run um, businesses so that we can can actually at the end of the day do what we're meant to do, which is protect people.
0: Probably to finish off, one of the the key questions is, and this is more broadly on cybersecurity in our day to day lives. There's a lot of parents listening to this. What's the number one thing that you would say parents and their kids need to know about their own personal cybersecurity?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So so for parents in particular, I would definitely encourage you to you know be informed um, and be uh, you know supportive of programs like the school cybersecurity challenges, which ultimately aim to teach your kids um, the skills of the future. Um, in terms of personal security, uh, really, it's a mindset thing. So um, we really need to, as our lives become more digital, and they will increasingly become more yeah, digital. No avoiding that. No avoiding that. Um, we really need to sort of uh, change some of our mindsets around things. Uh, and and co- and it comes back to that um, human behavior that can be compromised by cyber criminals. I would say the best thing you can, be, you can do is to be informed and Really take an interest. Thank you so much, Martha, for joining us. No worries. This interview is presented by
0: our podcast partner at The Squeeze, Combank. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Superb.